sexuality is the best topic in medicine to make sure why integrated medicine is so important if you really want to have a holistic approach because you know the patients don't realize that they've had for example a trauma or they have a problem with the relation to their wife they're in at the moment or they don't sense that there is you know cardiovascular disease which brings them high blood pressure and makes them feel dizzy but in sexuality if that doesn't work you know that's a strong issue and this is very often the first moment when they start realizing there is something wrong Jordan Peterson has called for a need to rediscover the spirit of the father. Many have been inspired to embark on their own hero's journey to set their life in order. But how do we balance order and chaos to live a life of meaning? What does it actually mean to be surrendered to God? And how do we root ourselves to stable ground as we witness the reenchantment of reality? At Manifesto, we're engaged on a mission to rediscover and understand manhood, and from this foundation to create a dynamic and thriving community. My name's Paul. Welcome to Manifesto. Welcome, Dietmar, to uh, being the, on the spotlight for our Friday meeting here this Friday. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much. Uh, you're a man on a mission, as far as I can see it which is the kind of guy that I've really appreciated seeing coming in here at Manifesto. Uh, you're a qualified doctor and neurologist. And I just noticed as soon as I've been speaking to you, this passion and this energy and this drive as far as engaging in the kind of stuff that we're doing here in Manifesto. So you're coming to the European Men's Gathering this year and doing a workshop there. You're going to Mansign in Berlin this summer and going to be up and giving a lecture there as well. And are really fully engaged on a, on a number of levels where what I really see is you're taking your work and you're noticing like, there's some things that the system and, you know, the public health care isn't addressing. And so you're, you're lifting your eyes a little bit and looking like a little bit further out and, and saying, well, how can we be uh, doing this? And, you know, so you're kind of like ambitious in a way of like you know, solving some big problems, but also looking to engage with other people and collaborate with other people to realize like, you know, it's a bigger stuff that one can do by oneself. So yeah, I'm really happy to be having you participating on that. And today we're going to talk about sexuality uh, because this is something that many, many men <laughs> struggle with. You get to see that as a doctor in your practice. And, mm -hmm. and obviously this is a taboo subject, which guys probably have a lot, really hard time just talking about with their doctor, let alone in the public sphere as well. So we're going to start off with you kind of giving us a little bit of insights into uh, what you've experienced and seen through your work and then lead that into a bit more of an open discussion. So yeah, over to you, Dietmar. Paul, thanks very much. That's what I call an introduction. Perfect. Thank you. But I'll give some credits back to you. It's always good to be here on a Friday and usually I'm, it's the other way around. I sit and listen and learn. And today I'm in the presenter seat. So I'm pretty happy to contribute to the work that you've started with Manifesto. Once again, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Now, we've been talking about sexuality the last couple of weeks here on Manifesto, and we've had various presenters here who were all kind of specialists in the field they're dealing with, and they all had different opinions. So what I learned so far is there's no clear answer to the question, how do we approach male sexuality and how do we deal with that? And the other thing that's quite obvious, it's important enough to get everybody make up a mind on that. Everybody who's working with men really seems to have an opinion about how to 
approach male sexuality. And today I'd like to share mine with you. As you said, Paul, I'm a urologist and I specialized in andrology over the last couple of years. And I'm also a trained psychotherapist for men in sexual disorders. So I'd like to share my opinion about how to deal with these problems. And first of all, I'd like to give you some facts that I think are really interesting to start off with. So sexuality in men, we were talking about the question, is it really that important? Well, it it seems to be. This is a study that's been uh, launched by Pfizer, the drug company, when they started their uh, promo tour after just putting Viagra on the market. And that was the time when really nobody talked about sexual dysfunctions. And they were asking all over the world, how important is sex to you? And this is just the result for the question. It's extremely important or very important. Well, the Brazilians are first, but you can see all over the world, really, it seems to be a topic that's important as well for men and for women. Now, we're talking about men, so this, that's an interesting study. I'd just like to give you an idea about how do men behave and how active are they? The question here is, did you have any kind of sexual activity in the past four weeks? That's a multinational survey and that's been done in seven countries of the world and the total number of men who just said yes i was sexually active was 83 percent and if you look at the subgroups the 50 to 59 year old men it's 92 percent so it's quite a big topic for this age group but still look at the column on the right side the 70 to 79 year old men still around two thirds of them are sexually active. And this is exactly my experience in my office when I see men, sexuality is always an issue, no matter how old they are. Another question that we were talking about is what drives us? So why do humans have sex? And this has been under review as well. This is a study where they were just looking into various studies that have been performed about sexuality and just looked at the reasons why people have sex. And they found 237 different reasons. And there was a huge range for why do we have sex? It was from pure pleasure to something rather spiritual where they said, well, it makes me feel that I'm, I'm closer to God and I want to have this experience more often. And then they determined subfactors and tried to find a hierarchy. And there were three subfactors. They were physical, goal attainment, and insecurity. And the physical ones were stress reduction, pleasure, desirability, and experience seeking. And if you look at the goal attainment one, I found that really interesting. It was resources, to build up resources, especially in the younger groups. It was related to social status. So if you had sex, then you were one of the guys. If you don't have that, it seems to be a problem. And then there were quite a few saying, well, it's revenge. You know, my partner cheated on me, so I want to do it back to him or her. And the third one, insecurity. So the reason was to give yourself a self-esteem boost or people felt it was a duty or pressure in order to keep the relationship going. So when you look at the, at the studies, and this is only a few because of you know, the time that we have here, I'm just picking those studies. Male sexuality seems to be an expression of your stasis of your body, your mind, and your soul. So it really relates to how you see yourself and which way you behave. And from my perspective, as a urologist seeing people with disorders, I turn it around and I'm trying to approach sexual dysfunction as a mirror of the state of the physical situation, the mindset which is behind this dysfunction, 
and the situation the soul you're in or your soul is in and that's something which is really common this is a classification of male sexual dysfunctions i'm not going to go through all of them there's a lot of literature around there and you can talk to your urologist about that the ones which are pretty common is um, erectile dysfunction and you might have heard about premature ejaculation and that's even more common than erectile dysfunction but nobody really talks about that because the treatment is not as well established as in erectile dysfunction since we started the PDE5 inhibitors like Viagra and old drugs that are available on the market. And this one is important. And that really made me realize why we have to do a wider approach than just a physical one, because male sexual dysfunctions are really just the tip of the icebergs. You have a twofold higher risk of receiving myocardial infarction. It's related to depression. You'll determine hormonal dysfunctions, endocrine diseases, hypertension, psychological trauma, which is either caused by the dysfunction or which is the reason for the dysfunction. So it's a huge field where you can really find very, very interesting reasons for what's going on. So my approach towards sexuality in men is, of course, medical evidence-based, and I'm a scientific-based trained person as a doctor, and I think this is really important, and we can do a lot of good therapies for people. You know that I'm, for example, putting penile prosthesis, I'm putting in penile implants, and people after trauma, and people who've had surgery and just can't have any erections anymore. But the medical approach is not the only way of dealing with those problems. And I'm not going to go into details here, because again, you can find a lot of literature about, about that and you'll be able to talk to your urologist if you want to go deeper here. The other one, which is evidence-based as well, but not as general as the physical approach or the medical approach, is the psychological one. Let me just quickly give you an idea why. What's, if, when we say the, your sexual behavior mirrors the way your mindset is and the way you behave and interact with other people, it's part of your personality. And we all know that genetics is only for about in 50% responsible for who you are. And the rest is determined by what we call environmental impact. So in the early stages in life, we have three passages, which are really important, and you're really vulnerable there. It's the first three years when you when you learn early binding, security, love, and in the best case, you have your parents who will offer that to you. Year four to 10 is when you consolidate what you've just learned. You start interacting with other people and you develop physical and mental experiences. And after that, when you've started that and you, you're pretty much established, you start your first revolution and you start to disconnect from uh, the subjects that you've just built in your surroundings. And this is when you have trouble with your parents and you're revolting with the results that you come back and you build a new relationship to those people, which is then driven by your own personality. So giving that, you will have impacts for the first 20 years. And after that, you will be a person which is uh, full of reactive patterns and personal perception patterns on sexuality. That's not only the case for sexuality, but as we talk about sexuality, I think this is important to highlight in here. And there's a third approach, which uh, I feel is really important. And I call that spirituality. And I have a tool that I'm using when I talk to men about these things, which I call circularity of life. Now, this is not something that I've developed for myself. I've just changed it a little bit. Uh, that's been very much influenced by the work of Bill Plotkin. You might have heard about that guy. If you don't 
uh, I recommend to read a book called Soulcraft. You will then understand what I'm talking about. And the, the subject of circularity of life's been experienced by myself when I was working with the Franciscan monks with Richard Rohr and a German guy called Jan Frerich, who's uh, been bringing this into life. And that's really influenced my work in medicine as well. Now, spirituality, let me just clarify that I'm using spirit, ego and soul. And I want to make sure that people understand what I'm talking about when I'm using these words. The ego is quite often misunderstood. I'm not talking about a negative connotation when I'm saying ego. We all know, oh, look at this guy, he's a blown up ego. What's he doing here? This is not what I mean. The ego, in my perception, is a result of an influenced personality that's developing all the time and that can be seen by people you're interacting with. So this is basically what you show when you live your life connecting to other people in society, being a father, being a husband and so on and so forth. And the psychological impact I've just mentioned, but there's also something which, which I call the spiritual or spiritual impact this is what I've experienced for myself and with many clients I'm working with. Sometimes we feel related to a big group, a community, to other people. And there is something that really binds us together, but we can't really put it in words and we can't really grasp that. But it's something that we experience and that's, that influences us. And that's the case in various phases in life, in different stages. But it's something that really is important for your personality. And the other one is soul. And when I talk about soul, I'm thinking rather in categories which is really unique. So there's, there's something which is really grounded in the subconscious area of your life, which is unique, which is something that only you can have and that only you can share and give when you live your life in society live your life in society. So I just wanted to make sure that you know what I'm talking about when I'm using these words. Circularity, that's something which is probably known to you. And I'm talking about stuff that's coming from, from ancient people, where they say, well, look at that, the whole life, the whole system is running in circles. If you look at, at the sun, for example, you know, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, It'll rise in the east, it'll be on top and south, it'll go down in the west and you won't be able to see it up north. And you don't have that only on the day, but you also have that with the seasons all over the year. You'll have winter and after winter there's spring, then summer, and then you have autumn and back to winter. Now the important thing about that is, I'm trying to go into details a bit more, but the one thing I want to make sure now is you always have to stick to that circle. You can't just jump from winter to summer or from spring to autumn. You always have one thing that's dying before the other one will rise and then you will follow that path into the next stage. Now there's been a circular personal development and you might have noticed that I've changed the circle. I put south on the top and this is because I really like the image that you know in south the sun is really high. It means it's warm and it's joyful and you're really happy when you're out in the sun. And if you look at the personal development, the southern criteria will be something like joy, childhood, when you're really playful, you follow your instincts, you realize the physical experience, it's the body that you follow. And if you follow Jung, he'll put the archetype of the lover down south. Now, the Western quality is when you experience youth, when you're growing up, and then you learn to distinguish between yourself 
and the others and you try and find your place there and you realize that there is the psyche which is probably playing wild at that time but you try and develop your personality and this is following Jung this is uh, Jung this is rather the archetype of the warrior the northern quality this is the pure adolescence this is when you take over responsibility you will have learned that you have to do stuff even though you don't like to do it but it's it's important in order to receive more qualifications and to carry on with your career and so on and so forth and that's that equals the archetype of the the magician and if you go to the east it's the state of the elder this is where we talk about wisdom when you have established a connection to spirituality when you realize what your quality is that's the quality of the soul and if you act that out in your community then it's rather following the archetype of the king now this looks as if it's only one passage in a lifetime but the idea about what we're talking about here the circularity means you're always doing that you're always circulating around if you for example find a new job well then you, you start up in the south it's nice to be there it's, it's the next step in career you follow your instinct things and check out your the mates you're working with then you pass on over to the western quality because then you realize who is in which position how to behave with whom and when you carry on you end up in the north you will then have established your knowledge and your position in this new job and can move on farther to the to the east and then you probably be the one who's teaching the next young one who's joining the company so what i'm trying to make sure when i talk to patients about that there's always the circularity and it's healthy if you look at the picture before when i just mentioned that this there's the small ego but if you want to develop that then you have to carry on in circles and you'll gain more experience and you'll be there's, there'll be more satisfaction and you'll have a stronger ego in the sense of you can really interact well with your surrounding and you make sure who you are, what you want, and people will sense you as a strong person. If we break that down to sexuality, the quality up south will be something like instinct. You just follow your basic instincts. You make your first experience and you really like that joy. And this is once again, remember, this is the quality of a lover. If you go to the West, it's more like you know who you are, you know what you want, and it's down to satisfaction. It's down to domination, creation. We, had, we talked about that early on. This is when you start realizing that you're in the position of you know, making kids, basically, create new life. What I realize when I see patients who are kind of stuck in this area, there's a lot of fear coming up because it's the main thing that you really have to be sure that you perform well in is have a good erection make sure that that's a strong ejaculation so that's the warrior type of uh, sexuality when you move on and you look at the, the quality of the northern hemisphere then it's more like giving and receiving so this is when you take responsibility not only for yourself but you look after your sexual partner and you sense what he or she wants and you'll be able because you have a lot of experience that you give to him or her what she likes in order to raise the quality of uh, the sexual interaction that you have with this person person and if you move on even further it's something that i call sex as oneness or soul sex this is the this is the the king archetype but that's what people we've been talking about when you try to establish an energetic experience where you're not only just acting out in sexuality but when you try and bring yourself and your partner into a situation where the, the it's full of energy 
and it's not only just the, the sexual act. So here again, the perception is I'm really convinced to the marrow of my bone. You have to go through the different phases in order to make the experience. And the more you, you carry on doing that, the higher the quality of sex will be. Now, when I see patients, for example, with, um, well, we, we can talk about that in a minute. Let me just clarify again. If you imagine just not only being on a, in, in a circularity, but you know, imagine you're on a platform which is floating on the sea, and this is the shell you're on during your life. This is quite convenient the way he is here. Uh, but if you imagine you have those qualities of the southwest, north, and east qualities, and if you stand, if you if you're based in the middle, and you can you can you can uh, be part of all of them, then you're pretty safe. But just imagine the guy standing up and just going to the west and staying there all the time. You tip, and this is an image that I use uh, when I try to explain what happens when you're stuck in your sex life. You always stay, for example, in the Western area, and you think that sexuality is something about satisfaction, strength, erection, ejaculation. And then you probably realize, well, you know, my problem is I don't have an erection and this is why my sexuality doesn't work anymore. Okay, I hope you understand the concept and I could carry on with some examples, but Paul, I think time's up to, to get back and uh, probably do some Q&A or discussions. Yeah, thanks, Dietmar. That was super interesting, really broad for a 20-minute introduction. And I, but I think you really covered a lot of good bases and, and set it up really well for a good discussion. There was two things that I thought we could just go into in plenum here. And then if there's one guy who wants to ask a question in plenum here as well, then we can do that. One of the things you said that really kind of pricked to something in me, you said something like, you know, sexuality is the tip of the iceberg. Right. And I notice as well, like, you know, when I'm just a little bit emotionally unstable, the first thing I notice is like the way that I try and deal with it is like some more intimacy with my wife or just like you to get off with my wife or something like that as well. And so I think it's kind of like it, it is like that fine needle to be able to detect sometimes a, a little bit of instability or something like that. But could you say a little bit more about what you think about that sexuality is the tip of the iceberg? Is that also just regarding health issues? Yeah, it's, it's regarding everything that, including what you've just mentioned. What I was, you know, when you come from the medical point of view, and you know, I've been talking about the, the integrative medicine uh, earlier on when I was here to present. Sexuality is the best topic in medicine to make sure why integrative medicine is so important if you really want to have a holistic approach. Because, you know, the patients don't realize that they've had, for example, a trauma or they have a problem with the relation to to their wife they're in at the moment, or they don't sense that there is, you know, cardiovascular disease, which brings them high blood pressure and makes them feel dizzy. But in sexuality, if that doesn't work, you know, that's a strong issue. And this is very often the first moment when they start realizing there is something wrong. In the case that you've just mentioned, when you feel a little bit unhappy and you, you, you want uh, intimidation with your wife, intimacy with your wife, there is a pattern behind that. And this is what I'm, what I'm trying to say here. There's a pattern which is behind the situation. And if you go deep and look into that pattern and try and realize what's going on, which is always coming back, then there's the key to improve on that one. And sexuality really is uh, the tip of the iceberg regarding medical diseases. You know, we've had people presenting with erectile dysfunction who've had cardiovascular disease and didn't know about that, for example. But you also have problems in, you know, the, with the personal development. And 
the, the sense of your own personality with regards to what I mentioned in spirituality. So there's this comfort, but there's a huge thing behind it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So for me, there's kind of like a doubleness and especially related to the circle that you had of, of development. Maybe you can bring it up again. But what I'm wondering is you, you put in the middle of that circle, you said better sex. <laughs> and, and so in some ways, what I see is that, you know, our sexuality is, is a tool and a, a source of energy. It's the libido. It's that which kind of like, you know, can be used to, to channel our energy in some ways. But there's yeah. also a real tendency amongst men to see sex as a goal in itself, and especially yeah. really good sex to be a goal in itself. And, and I, I wonder, is this a little bit of a distraction, you know, to think like, okay, well, I need to go around this circle and make sure I get the best sex possible. But at the end of the day, a man who's having great sex, but has nothing else in his yeah. life, you know, doesn't have good relationships, doesn't have a purpose, doesn't know why he's doing his stuff. You know, that sex is going to be very, very boring for him as well. And just to ask as well, so one thing I, I, I felt lacked a little bit in the it maybe especially the west and the north was something around you know creating children <laughs> because at the end of the day like at least i i would say and this people could you could discuss this uh, but i would say you know like to separate sexuality from the act of creating children with a with a woman and creating a family it's a very unnatural state of being for human beings given that you know the, the whole you know you know sex uh, what do you call it, child um, birth control is such a new technology, right? That, that hasn't in any way influenced our actual psychological being yet. Yeah, but I do entirely agree. Maybe that's that's a misunderstanding. I was I was mm. trying to pinpoint on people who, who present with a disorder who come and have some complaints. If you have good sex and you're happy, I don't care what you do and, and you don't show up to see me. But if there's if if you have a symptom, then as I said, being the tip of the iceberg, the symptom itself is not the key towards the solution. You have to, to look you know, behind it and try and open a channel for the one who's presenting towards me to follow me into that one in order to make sure that we get towards the area where the problem lies. But of course, which I said here, creation is something we were talking about earlier yeah. on. That's important. And that really helps men to feel they're strong and they're you know, in the middle of, of the power that they can give but still, if you have problems at that stage and you feel you want to, but you can't and your erection goes down, then most very, it's very common that I check them medically and they're completely healthy. There's no underlying cause. And then it's interesting to check out why those gentlemen don't have a proper erection. Yeah. And it could be that they actually, life is kind of saying to them, like, you need to be going to the next, the next step in the, in the circle. And they're not really ready for that in their own mind yet. I yeah. Know, and, but that's and, what and, comes up for me, I think, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And if they, some come in and just say, well, I want this, you know, I've heard, I've read a book about soul sex, and then we need to, we need to make sure where, where they are at the moment and how to establish the next step where how do we get towards this yeah that's a really great point as well yeah that you need you as you started out by saying like you can't just jump there are certain patterns of being yeah, that's right i love your framing of spirituality with that there are these cycles it was so basic but it's such an important thing that i think so many people forget all the time like you know there there are just certain ways that things happen in life and this is the wisdom of the ancients in some that's way that's right yeah which i think that bill clock can also puts puts across very well good guys i'm not seeing any hands up so uh i'm gonna uh, there we go floris uh, let's hear from you man did more amazing um presentation and thanks uh, i really liked it so the question for me is because i can relate to it and when i first saw it and also in other areas for example menstruation cycles or moon cycles or whatever I, I find the visualization of it's 
the whole process, I find it beautiful because it really brings back to the ancient of, yeah, obviously spring is turning into summer, which is turning into autumn, which is turning, and you can really bring it back to yourself quite clearly. Unless, obviously, you have seen Monty Python, then winter springs into autumn, but that's not my question. My question is, when people come in into your practice, for me, at first, seeing actually like there was a cycle of menstruation or a cycle in season, a cycle in your own personal development, I was like, what do you do or what happens? Yeah, what do you do to, to, to bring it clear to them? Because it's like, yeah, cycle. I just want soul sex and I want it now. Yeah, there's, uh, maybe I can, I, can, I can give you one example, which I think is, is interesting because we were talking about that in the earlier meetings as well. A really good one is the young guy who comes in. I, I've had one recently and I see them quite frequently. You know, that guy presented, he was like 22 or so, young man. He was at university studying economics, good looking guy, well in shape, fully trained, everything you you would just uh, need to say, well, that guy really is a womanizer. And he told me, he wanted to wanted me to check him over because he said, there must be something wrong with my hormone state because I go out with my friends, I see a woman, we get in relationship, but as soon as it's we're getting closer and it's it, there might be the idea that it's coming down to sex, I back off. I, do, I can't, can't do that. Now, this guy was obviously fit and well, healthy. And when we talked about his life, and his sexual experiences, he told me that he's watching porn every day. And he's just, you know, he's abusing this. And he he was the one who was full of energy and he just needed a relief for that one. And for him, it was really helpful when I asked him, you know, did you did you have anybody who was teaching you, give you an idea about how sexuality works? At home, his parents didn't care about that. And he was kind of left alone. Being a young boy, he didn't really have caring parents. And the only way that he started learning about sexuality was via the internet and watching porn. Now, obviously, I can tell him don't do it, but he wouldn't. He's, you know, okay, I don't want to do it, but I, I don't know why. And I can't really sense why I should stop. When we looked at the circle, right, in the southern part, he was, yeah, when I was young, I had my, my parents, you know, only for a couple of times. But then after that, nothing happened. I moved on to the next step, which is where I experienced there's a strong erection, a strong ejaculation. And I was watching porn, but I was stuck there. There was a huge border there. And he was willing to go on because he was he had friends around him who had girlfriends and they started thinking about family and stuff like that and he was really that's when he realized that there's a strong desire to cross this border and carry on towards the next level and that that was something that he kind of experienced again very deeply and this is what i'm saying when i i think there is this spiritual thing that's the the knowledge of the ancient uh, people this something is grounded in us as well and if you can relate to that one and you can touch on that there is a deep understanding and this is what really helped the guy and we then start developing programs and that that's it's going too deep maybe for the moment but but this is how you really get people to relate to this ancient knowledge where they say yes 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 i can understand that and i really sense the truth about that 
and then they're willing to make the move. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Forrest. And, and thanks, Dick Martin. I think that's really illustrative of the approach that you're taking to medicine and your practice with, with really seeing the whole human being. <laughs> and, and there's this tendency that I, I feel very frustrated going to the doctor here in Denmark very often because they're just focused on relieving the symptoms. You know, like if it's itching somewhere, then you get this cream and then it'll stop itching, right? And, and like, and, and not, no questions about like, well, why? What is, what is so, so I, I think it's, it's so encouraging to see a, a doctor who's really exploring this and implementing it. And, and from what I understand, also working with, you know, in the field with a lot of other people who are, who are doing the same thing as well. So, so great. Good. Thanks, Dietmar. You've been listening to Conversations on Masculinity with Manifesto. We enjoy good discussions, but far more importantly, we are a real community with plenty of opportunities for you to engage online and in person. So check out our website on manifesto.com to learn more. And if you enjoyed the content here, then please share this podcast with a friend. Thanks.